This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 272. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier, plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki, who is very well rested after a long nap. <laughs> we had like a two and a half hour nap. <laughs> Oops. I meant to take like a 30 minute and before I knew it, it was two and a half hours. Well, you know what? It's hot outside. It's and very we took, hot. We took the puppies to a uh, a farmer's market this morning to see how this is their first outing. So excited. This, it's actually National Dog Not Day. Not their first outing, but their first time to a <laughs> farmer's market. They've never market. left the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, they're first outing to a farmer's, farmer's market. market. You guys know they go, or if you've listened to us for a while or followed us on Peas and Carrots, what up? Or <laughs> Vegetarian Zen, you know, you, we take them to daycare. They're socialized, the lake, but walk on walk. the farmer's market is full of ki- screaming kids, <laughs> other dogs, lots of, lots sounds, of adults, lots of smells. Lots of, yeah, lots of music, lots of smells. So we weren't sure how they would react at all. And they made their mommies very proud today on National Dog Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were so well behaved. They, they were good with other dogs, just everything so anyways we're happy but we needed the rest and now we are a little we slept a little bit longer than we wanted to but the good news is i feel pretty rested yeah me too so uh we are on right now as we record it's sunday before school starts for a lot of the schools within our our local school district and families are about to get a lot busier (laughs) households with kids School-aged children yes. are getting a lot busier. And when life gets busy, it can be really tough to find the time to plan out meals for you and your family, which can lead to fast food stops. And you know what? It's not just when you have a family because this can happen no, with the rest of as well. To too. Or expensive restaurant eating trips. Mm-hmm. Restaurants these days, are, it's just ridiculous. For the two of us, even if we go to a kind of a middle-of-the-road restaurant, we're spending at least $25, $30. It could be pricey, and I can mm-hmm. imagine if you've got a couple of kids, and, you know, I can imagine. Okay, so back in episode 40, we did an episode called Meal Planning 101, where we shared some basics of meal planning. Now, since episode 40, which was a very, very long time <laughs> ago, uh, well, you know, we've learned a few things, as I'm sure a lot of you guys have as well. So in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to share 10 meal planning tips that can help you stay on target with your health and your financial financial goals because as we mentioned eating out can get pretty pretty pricey right we also have some bonus tips for you guys from the peas and carrots what up guys <laughs> our closed facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarians and they always always are great about chiming in on providing tips for just about anything so this one did not disappoint so we're going to share some of those tips as well but before we do that a new rating Okay, so this is from Ramona Lee, who says, really great, fun, applicable, with a fabulous sense of humor. I have been a vegetarian for almost 20 years, but found you last year and have been really enjoying your podcasts. The topics you review, from making your own deodorant to air fryers, are topics that I have found myself pondering and super excited when they popped up as recent topics in your show. Your research and reviews are thoroughly thorough and right on point. I often listen to you while walking my doggy Boomer, hi Boomer, and smile every time you speak about your pooches. Thank you for being you. 
P.S. The openness to Veg Curious is so refreshing. I teach Kriya yoga classes. Kriya, I guess that's how you say that, Kriya. Mm-hmm. Uh, yoga classes where I ask my students to try on a vegetarian lifestyle for three days and am happy even if they just say they enjoyed one meal as a veggie that used to be a meat meal for them. That's awesome. Thank you so much for leaving us that review. That review, by the way, was dated back in June of 2018. So uh, just a couple months ago. So in case you left us a review after that, we typically only we read one per episode. So thank you. And we're getting we're going to be getting to it soon. <laughs> All right. Before we get into our main topic, this episode is brought to you by our Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the members of the Golden Apple Roundtable? Did I say that fast? (laughs) (laughs) She's excited. uh, Golden Apple Roundtable. They are the folks who help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. If you're not familiar with Patreon.com, it is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people just don't realize that uh, producing a podcast, creating one, and producing one takes money. And we've been doing this every week for five years can you believe that i know so uh, we do incur costs for media hosting website hosting equipment etc so what they provide us helps goes back directly into the show and helps keep the lights on monetary support goes a long way for us even if it's just a dollar a month uh, that can really add up when you get you know, 10, 15, 20 other people that are giving a dollar a month. So we greatly appreciate that. If you head out to pra- uh, patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen, you'll see a video of Larissa and I where we talk about the mission of vegetarian zen. And on the right hand side, you will see those support levels, everyone from a dollar a month up to $50 a month. And certain levels even qualify you for some vegetarian zen swag. We're talking about car magnets, recyclable recyclable grocery bags, uh, stickers, t-shirts. So head on out there and we would greatly appreciate any support you can provide. And if you're not able to provide on a monthly basis, we also have a buy us a juice button on our website at vegetarianzen.com. I think it's on the right-hand side of the Mm -hmm. page. You'll see a buy us a juice and there's several levels for that as well. And again, that is a one-time contribution. Right. So thank you guys for, for uh, supporting us and continuing to support us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. We're we ready to get into the main topic. Oh, let's do it. Okay. So as we mentioned in the intro, since we did our last episode, we've, we revisited some of the topics we did early on because we've learned a lot, not only about eating healthier in general, but also about planning our meals, which can be challenging for even the most organized of us. Now, I used to ha- have a productivity podcast. <laughs> so, and, and at my previous corporate job, I was considered a productivity expert. I would go in and, and uh, specifically train new managers on productivity and how to stay on schedule and stuff. So I am not a newbie to productivity. (laughs) She's taught me everything I know about being productive and organized. (laughs) Okay, so we're just trying to keep this real because, you know, even the planning part, and this is what people I think have a lot of resistance with even just planning in general, even Mm -hmm. their tasks and projects and stuff, is that it takes time, right? I mean, you have to take time to, to plan all that out. Batch cooking sounds great. What a great idea. Make most of my meals on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. But when Sunday hits, especially if you have kids, school age kids, 
there's a lot of things that can eat up that time. Right, exactly. And if you go to church in the morning and then you come home and then you you make lunch and then you, you know, you've got to get kids ready for school and make sure they did their homework and or even if you don't have kids, you know, Sundays a lot of time can a lot of times can be um, days for birthday parties for family or, or different things. So or you're just wiped from the week, right? Exactly. The, the week just yeah. wiped you out and you just want yeah. to stay in bed and read a book or something. Right. That's nothing wrong with that. But right. that does cut that does take time, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into the first tip here. This is something that we've been that has not really changed from the very first <laughs> from <laughs> our episode 40, right. our, our meal planning 101. But it's still important. Still important is yes, keep a calendar of some sort, even if it's just the calendar you normally use. I know that can sometimes get a little cluttered depending mm-hmm. on what what you have on there. But keeping a calendar can take some of the stress out of the question what are we eating? Mm-hmm. And it's just Larissa and I, we still get stressed by that question sometimes. If we don't know, if we haven't planned, we can still get stressed by that. So when you have a calendar, if, if we stray from our calendar, we find ourselves in that. When you look at the calendar and it's blank and you're like, oh, I forgot to put something on there. Right. That's, that's kind of like, oh, then you got to take time planning in the moment. Right, right. Right. Well, and that, well, we've got some tips later on that can help with that. But it's overall, it's, it is better to kind of if you have time to get it out there in advance. So it just, you don't, you just look at the calendar and go. All right. So number two is to be realistic. And this is something that we, we kind of refer to in different ways a lot, right? So don't set yourself up to fail and you can set yourself up to fail by picking recipes that have like, ingredients that you may not be able to find easily Some mushroom that's found only on the shady side of the of the tree and <laughs> in tree that's in only found southern in West ecuador Texas. or something <laughs> uh yeah so you've got to like order it on amazon uh no but seriously uh there are some recipes that are i mean I'm, they're really good and they they would taste really good but there's a lot of work involved and there's a lot of ingredients that might be harder to find so you want to make sure that you make pick recipes that you can realistically do. I mean, get real. Simple is what gets done. Yes. Right? Yes. And simple can be very good. That's right. Simple doesn't mean unhealthy. No. Necessarily. And simple doesn't mean be, right? and simple doesn't mean bland and, and you know, boring or whatever. There's so many things that you can do with vegetables and mm-hmm. with grains, you know, that don't need any meat that are that taste amazing. Right. Tip number three is keep a staples list and make sure that you keep those in stock. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about how we keep our staples list. We actually have a digital meal planning application that we're going to discuss. But however you keep your list, even if you just make copies of a paper, you know, Mm -hmm. of your staples, these are great for on the fly meals. So you want to make sure that you've got these uh, stocked up plenty. And some so some of ours are Pasta, pasta sauce, vegetarian fried beans, uh, re- refried beans, I should yeah. say. Uh, different uh, grains. Yeah. Uh, different, you know, canned or or whole or dry whole dried <laughs> beans that you can make. Uh, tofu, vegetable stock, miso, lentils, different nuts for snacks, fruits, uh, potatoes, tortillas. Oatmeal and, and dry cereal for breakfast, quick breakfast, and uh, English muffins. We've we've been going through an English muffin phase lately where we've been eating an awful lot of English muffins. Yeah, for breakfast with peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Really we've good. also been, been going through a Trader Joe's meatless breakfast sausage phase. They're 
peanut butter. Crunchy peanut butter is amazing. I love it. It's got a lot of peanuts. You even saw it when you opened it. She doesn't need yeah, the crunchy one. I opened it opened and mine. I, I just like, wow, that's just like, it's like a wall of peanuts with, <laughs> with some little bit of butter in between. <laughs> really um, good. But Our, now it's important to, to remember that, you know, staples lists may be a little bit different f- from household to household. I mean, if nobody in your house likes tofu, then don't keep tofu, <laughs> you know, or if, if everybody eats, if you eat, find yourself eating lentils at, you know, at least four times a week, then keep more lentils. Or if it's not considered a staple. So maybe everybody in your house does like tofu, but it's really not something you eat on a regular mm-hmm. basis. That's not really a staple. Right. If you had it for, you know, stir fry that you only have once a month, not really a staple. Right. Okay. Uh, so leading, that leads to, to point number four, which is use your staples list for meal ideas. So for example, on our staples list, we have pasta and pasta sauce, which mm-hmm. that's a no brainer. Uh, what, you know, what that could be used for. <laughs> uh, beans and tortillas. So you can make tacos. We also recently started keeping Trader Joe's lentils. Thank you, whoever recommended that mm-hmm. in the last time, because those are awesome. And that is now part of our staples list because you can do different things with those steamed lentils. So that's part of our... Uh, that's definitely part of our list. And if you didn't actually plan any meals for your week, these meals can be a great plan B. Even if mm-hmm. you if you if you just said, oh, you like like I was just saying, you look at your calendar and you're like, I forgot to put something mm-hmm. on Tuesday night. You know, right. And, you know, the thing about having like, for example, the pasta and the pasta sauce and and it's so easy to just boil some pasta, you know, heat some sauce, but then add some fresh vegetables on the side. Mm -hmm. Or what I like to do with the pasta sauce is I just quick saute some mushrooms and zucchini and whatever else we have and then pour the pasta sauce in that and heat all of that up. And that way you incorporate those vegetables, those fresh vegetables, but it's still, there's hardly any extra time. All right. So the next uh, tip is that frozen is not so bad. And of course, it depends on what you're taking out of the freezer. If you're taking a bag of pizza rolls out, that's bad, (laughs) bad, bad. That's Uh, not whole food plant-based? No, no, it's no. (laughs) That doesn't come out of the ground? (laughs) Well, maybe there's a pizza roll plant somewhere, but I doubt it. Uh, okay, but, but not all things that you get frozen are, you know, a super process like that. You can get frozen vegetables that have just been like flash frozen. And of course, you know, fresh is best, but if you, if it's not in season, for example, if, if, you know, fresh corn is not in season and you want to keep it either frozen or canned and frozen is better. Um, and you can definitely do a lot of different things with things that you keep in the freezer. Uh, one example that we've just discovered that we love is uh, Trader Joe's um, frozen fried rice, the vegetable fried rice. And, it, you know, I haven't, I didn't read, full disclaimer, I didn't read the the back of that one. I don't know if there's any, usually there's something added to, you know, for freshness or whatever, but still compared to super processed foods that the additives are minimal okay point number six or tip number six no time or will to batch cook (laughs) how about batch cooking on the fly so when i was coming up with this outline i was thinking of this term in my head the accidental batch cooker now there are some people who are super disciplined who can carve out the time in their schedules to batch cook on Sundays. And that's awesome. I know Danielle Freed, one of our listeners uh, is a big proponent of that. And she yes, posts and pictures. She's, she's amazing. And I am it. so 
envious of being able to do that <laughs> consistently. <laughs> but we just really... It's just I, not us. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing is you beat yourself up about it, right? And then that can also lead to, well, what's the point? I'm just going to eat whatever throughout mm-hmm. the week because you feel like you couldn't batch cook. So mm-hmm. for those who kind of fall in our camp and then we're not as consistent with that how about just making a little bit extra whenever you make anything you're going to make anyway so for example like spanish rice okay Mm -hmm. i love making spanish rice now i think i love doing it because it was something i couldn't do before i took this forks over knives (laughs) cooking class that i'm taking now and i got brave and i'm starting to make all this other stuff i know so uh and i'm reaping the benefits by the way (laughs) so we have I'll make extra. I'll make as if we were a family of four or five. That way we have some extra Spanish rice in the refrigerator to heat up throughout the week. So that way we can mix it and match it with some other meal. Mm -hmm. Maybe we had it with enchiladas one night, but then, you know, Tuesday we have Tuesday taco night and and we use it there. Well, that sounds good. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing about um, making too much of, of any one meal, especially if it's like a casserole or something, is uh you know for for example uh, when i make a pan of lasagna there is no way we're going to be able to finish that you know in the the fresh window you know the the five days or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um i just can't eat that much lasagna at one in one short time span i need a break so we can freeze it and not to mention i swear some things just taste better when they're leftover leftover i know i what is it that i had the other day oh the trader joe's fried rice mm-hmm. remember we made it and we uh-huh. made it with tofu and i added some other vegetables some uh some uh, snap peas and and we had a little bit left over so it sat in the refrigerator overnight and then i heated it up for for lunch the next day and it was it, i swear it was better you perfectly just segued into tip number seven, awesome. which is don't forget to count leftovers as meals. So if you're using a calendar or some other way to plan out your meals, make sure that you're using, you're saying, okay, let's just say we made lasagna one night on on a Monday night mm-hmm. and we made lasagna. So how about that for lunch Tuesday mm-hmm. or Wednesday? So, But plug that in intentionally so that you are filling up some of those spaces because it can be really daunting if you're using a calendar and you see mm-hmm. just almost like a writer going to the page and just seeing this blinking cursor on a blank page. <laughs> right. It's very, it's very, it can be very daunting. So if once you start to fill in some of these things, like maybe your staples already, your leftovers, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you have a lot less to have to come up with. You know, and I know what I've, I've seen people do before too, uh, is have like a, a end of the week smorgasbord day where Friday or maybe Saturday is just whatever's left in the fridge from what we made during the week you know let's eat it that's a great bonus tip there you go that's a great that's a great idea accidental bonus tip (laughs) all right what's next okay so now incorporate other people in your house to help of course if you're single then you'll have to ask the cat but um, (laughs) (laughs) but this can really help take a a take the load off you and b get get um make sure that everybody's getting something that they want and of course you want to kind of have some guidelines so you know if it's it's kid number one's night to plan a meal it can't be, you know, cereal and pizza rolls. Can't I mean, be the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving right, popcorn exactly. and jelly beans. And- <laughs> exactly. You, you need to have some guidelines. But within that, I think that it helps other people in the house, especially kids, to feel more involved, more responsible. And then again, it can help kind of take the pressure off the main 
chef in the family. Okay, tip number nine. Don't ditch the entire plan just because it goes off the rails. Work on course correcting. This is so easy to do with a lot of things, right? People do this with exercising all the time. I tend to fall more into this all or nothing mindset. So this is something I really need to work on myself. We just say, ah, what's the point? Like, for example, <laughs> if you just say, oh, I'm, you have all these plans to batch cook on Sunday, you have everything ready, and then sun, Sunday comes around, and you're really tired and you don't feel like doing it. That's an excellent time to say, uh, never mind, forget it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's bad because really you just might have to co- course correct and mm-hmm. just say, okay, well, maybe I don't feel like batch cooking today, but maybe I'll just make a little bit extra of this when I do this mm-hmm. on Monday night, or maybe I'll just save it to when I have energy. Maybe something, you know, yeah. if you find a calmer day to do it or a more energized day to right. do it, or instead of on Sunday making. If if you feel that way, instead of making five things, just make one. Like make a a a big uh, pot of rice. You know, mm-hmm. instead of doing if you were planning to make rice and and beans and you know all these different things, just make one thing. So we talk a lot about being compassionate with animals on this podcast, but we often forget to be compassionate with ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is where a lot of the Zen and vegetarian Zen comes in. Is hey, just chill out. You know, it's not it's not. Uh, the end of the world just figure out just figure out how to course mm-hmm. correct for yourself right right right, right. all right you want to take point number 10 number 10 is to do a quick weekly review and to see what went well and what didn't this and is my productivity hack by the way yes because i do this for my to-do list and my project list right she does and and i need to do it more <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear I hear Vicky saying I'm going to do a weekly review, I say, "Oh, I need to go do that too." And then I kind of tootle off and do Sundays something else. are my weekly review days. <laughs> uh, but you know, so this way, when you do this, you if you kind of got off track a little bit, you can kind of figure out why maybe. And it could have been something totally legitimate, like you got sick or somebody in your family got sick or something just you just had a really busy something happen. But um, it'll just help you figure out and then you can kind of use the lessons that you learned during your weekly review to going forward to help, you know, avoid those mistakes in the future. Yeah. So let me just explain real quick what a weekly review actually consists of, because most people might be going, what are you talking about? And you can use this this for like everything, not just your... Yeah, absolutely. This is a concept that was created by David Allen of Getting Things Done. He's the author of the book Getting Things Done and the whole concept of Getting Things Done, where you're looking back back at your week to see what your goals were, whether it be, you know, project goals or to-do list, tasks, whatever. And seeing what worked well and what didn't. That's one of the things that is that's incorporated within that. So this is a good this is good to say, you know, I planned to batch cook on Sunday, but what happened? Oh, little Jimmy was throwing a fit and he was being hard to deal with on Sunday and I didn't have you know, took my whole afternoon to try to get him that out of little his little Jimmy. That's he's, Jimmy. He's a trouble. I don't even know where I came up with that. <laughs> Why I use that name. No idea. Okay. Uh, so it's really just about reflecting and then using it going forward in the next week. Right. So, all right. There's a lot more to a weekly review, by the way, but that's, that's one component. Yeah. That's one component, <laughs> at least as it pertains to this. Right. All right. Bonus tip. Now I, I added this because I, I, um, well, let me say what it is and then I'll explain why this really hit close to home for me. This is watching some free YouTube videos or take a course as I am doing right now to show you a new cooking skill. 
the more skills you have in your personal tool belt, the more confident you're going to be in the kitchen and you're actually going to like spending some time mm-hmm. in there. I, I know that I was very, I was not very confident before I took the forks over knives cooking class. And now I'm just like, give me that recipe. <laughs> I can do that. I'm liking this. By the way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just trying new things and even just watching some free YouTube videos. Can, there's some good ones out there because there was a few things that I didn't think uh, very few, but a few things that I didn't think the forks over knives explained very well. So I wanted to see somebody else's perspective. Mm-hmm. So I had you uh, searched on YouTube for some videos. One of them was blanching some vegetable that I was kind of confused on how long it should it should be blanched. And uh, the quality of videos are really great oh, out there, yeah. really good. So when you increase your skills and the tools you have, the more you're apt to try new things, try new recipes. And right. it also makes it much more pleasant to cook. I actually enjoy it. And and uh, yeah, so it's, it's just good over... Oh, all, overall <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's trying to say all right i so. get all excited about it <laughs> no, she is all right so now that we've got a couple tips from the basic carrots what up guys <laughs> I, I hate to take that from from you because i know you just you get I so excited it. i love it uh and i think other people our listeners love it when you do that too because i don't do it nearly <laughs> as well as you do all right, so let's let's talk about a couple of tips. So Michelle Roger and Danielle Freed all uh, both mentioned kind of a backwards batch cooking. So Michelle said, "I'm backwards. I grew up in the buy fresh European mindset. I go to the store and buy what's fresh in season and therefore cheaper. Then I come home and meal plan with what I have. I've cut my grocery bill in half this way. That's a really good point." And then Danielle adds on kind of onto that. I do the same thing. I buy what's fresh and batch cook on Sundays for the week. I subscribe to a local harvest box so I can get also so I can get stuff from the local vendors that aren't carried by my grocery stores. And that is a good idea. And I know that there's the uh, I can't think of the name of it. It's the one that's the imperfect produce that's got the kind of like yeah several of our folks have talked about that you know i was going to tell you it's available here now really yeah we Hmm. ought to check it out yeah um because i know several people uh in the peas and carrots uh, subscribe to it and really like it we shall give it a try we shall all right uh, another tip this comes from jen curry who said freeze and pre-cook whenever possible that way you have easy options for your plan and uh so making one doesn't seem so overwhelming very good point. That's awesome. And finally, Michelle Lynn Jones said, I usually have the same thing every day for breakfast, snack, and lunch. And that certainly does make it easier. It does. Like oatmeal, I've been having a lot more oatmeal for breakfast. I don't even have to think about it that much. Right, right. And then, you know, especially if you go somewhere to work, you can just have have all of that pre-made for the week as far as your, if, well, if it's oatmeal, you can't. Um, but s- snacks and lunch, you can have everything pre-packaged, ready to go, and then when you get home you just do your dinner yep all right before we uh close out i do want to thank and there was a lot more comments that came in after i even put this together and just a really good conversation going on in the peas and carrots so i'm going to do a quick shout out here jen curry james ferris michelle jones uh danielle freed of course (laughs) Uh, barbara lucente andrea capaldo and let's see, Trisha, Trisha Charles, uh, Michelle Roger, Amy Lucky, 
Amanda Baker, William Saxa, uh, Christy Hayhow, Amy Green, Ginger Caldwell, Cheryl, Cheryl Thornsburg. Look at all these comments, guys. Hannah Andrews, Jennifer Owis. Sorry, Jennifer, if I, <laughs> if I mispronounced your name. Those, I mean, there's 31 comments right now wow. as of today and probably more. I wanted to make sure to give those folks a shout out because there was some really good conversation going on around this topic. Yeah, so... Thank you guys awesome. for Thanks, your guys. comment. Hopefully this episode has provided you with some tips to help you plan out your weekly meals. As a final note, we just want to reemphasize, please, please, please don't beat yourself up if things go off the rail. None of us is perfect. I think that's one of the great things about having these conversations in the peas and carrots is you see how other people struggle with this as well. Mm -hmm. So when you beat yourself up, you just want to give up altogether. So just pick yourself up, dust yourself off get yourself right back on that veggie train <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into the recipe of the week this was recommended by barbara lucente and she had commented on this particular post that we were talking about that she likes to soak almonds and cashews and then freeze one to two cups of each portion so that way during the week she can use this in almond milk cashew cream or vegan cheese which is Really awesome. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Andrea Capaldo, Capaldo had asked her for a recipe, at which point Barbara provided a link to thefullhelping.com with a recipe for all-purpose cashew cream. So that link will be in the show notes if you're interested in checking it out. I love this idea of pre-soaking and freezing some of these nuts because this is one thing that when you're... When you don't have these on hand, it's a pain because these yeah. take hours to soak. <laughs> so yes, this is yes, a really definitely. good idea. This is and the, and you're not doing anything. This is not batch cooking per se because yeah. you're just soaking these for a while. Right. So you're not really there in the kitchen. It's not really taking up a lot of your time. But if you can get these done ahead of time, then instant, right? And then you can use it throughout the week. Definitely. All right. Our resource of the week is Plan to Eat. And we've talked about this application in the past. We started using this quite a while ago. Uh, and what is it? It is an online recipe organizer, meal planner, and grocery shopping list. It's $4.95 a month, which is not expensive, or $39 a year. I think they give you a little bit of a break mm -hmm, right. if you do the full year. What I like about it is they have a 30-day free trial with no credit card required, which is awesome. And I was reading from their website. It says, we do not want to trick you into paying us because you forgot to cancel. Mm, I, I think that's really that. cool. I love that. I love that. that. Yeah. Uh, they have a no questions asked refund policy. It's really cool because you can share recipes and menus. This is good for friends, family, coaches. I mean, I could see even some of the peas and carrots, mm -hmm. you know, sharing. We'll, we can share recipes with each other on this application. So this is really cool. It, it also said like coaches. So if there's a coach, uh, you both have to have a subscription. Uh -huh. But you know, let's just say your coach has a subscription and says, hey, you should sign up for this. Coach, your trainer, like a nutritional Like coach. a trainer, right? Oh, a, a trainer, trainer. Oh. Or, or a nutritional coach. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they can share recipes with you on this as well. Oh, wow. Now, this is this app has evolved over time. When we first started using it several years ago, it was a little bit clunky. I think the shopping list component was pretty clunky, but now this is our primary shopping list. We used to use a grocery, grocery shop. Grocery gadget. We yeah, used it for years, gadget. and it was good when we started, but now we found something better. It's better because we can. it goes directly from our meal planning. You save a recipe, mm -hmm. and you can incorporate your the ingredients, ingredients yeah. right into your shopping list and then you can edit it if you right. let's just say for example sometimes it pulls in black pepper we have plenty of black pepper so we don't need that <laughs> we just go right. edit that out yeah you just you just click it and it checks it off and that's it you what's also cool is you can import recipes from just about any website so i have some of my favorite 
recipe easy recipes like all recipes has has a good uh, vegetarian vegan selection when i find a recipe that i think i want to try for us i just click on that the little uh, there's a little gadget you save to your bookmark or a little mm-hmm. bookmark and then it imports the the recipe right into your your list of recipes that which is, is really so cool, cool. Yeah. yeah they do have an iphone and an android app available this is awesome because when we go to the grocery store we just take that that you know, it's on your phone. The app is with you. And you can also see like, oh, what did I need this for again? You can easily see what recipe that you needed it for. Right. I oh, yeah. It, it also merges. So if you have if you have five recipes in your planner and uh, four of them need Dijon mustard or whatever, it's not going to list Dijon mustard four times on your grocery list. It just it pulls them all into one. Yes. It merges know, those thing. together. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I know what's also cool. They have a staples list that's separate from your regular shopping list. So you can keep certain things, edit, add, whatever. They start you with a basic one and then you can just edit out what what you don't want on your staples list and, and then add you what you add need. add things to your, your weekly list from there. That's right. And anything that you, let's just say you're going to the store next week, but you have most of your staples, just a couple things ran out. You can just choose to import those mm-hmm. into your current shopping list. Mm-hmm. Really yep. cool. I do want to mention uh, Trisha Charles had provided an alternate app that is Mealboard, which I am not really familiar with. She did speak highly of it. So if you're interested in that one, you can check that out. Uh, the Plan to Eat, you can find on our website. Now, full disclosure, that is an affiliate link, which means that Plan to Eat will kick us back a couple of bucks at no extra cost to you for recommending them. But again, this is something we if only recommend up. things... What's that? If you sign if you up. Sign up yeah. yeah. I think even if you sign up for the trial, mm-hmm. they do too. Yeah, we get So that's another something. way to support the show. No extra charge to you. And it is something, you know, we only recommend things that are either recommended or used directly by us or by someone we trust. For example, one of the members of our peas and carrots, because usually there's a lot of discussion mm-hmm. around the products that we use or they use. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 